1: everybody it's friday night it's carmen defalco and mike north and we are here to talk sports gambling with you we are the odds couple presented by prop swap each and every friday here on espn 1000 and of course you can download the podcast on that great espn chicago app and more and more we got action coming back the pga tour resumes next weekend but of course by the time we're back on the air We'll be a couple rounds in, so Mike and I will preview that tonight. Another NASCAR race this weekend. And news of the NBA's return. I think it's music to everybody's ears, Mikey.
2: Yeah, no doubt, Carm. i got to be honest with you. I, I wasn't excited about short seasons. I wasn't excited about an AAU type of format, which is going to be exactly what we're going to be looking at, folks. When I say that, it means that, uh, you know, you set up, some gyms, and usually there's eight games going at once when you go to AAU things. Now it's going to be a different type of situation, but it's going to be tricky when it comes to wagering. I like some teams that maybe people don't expect to be in the middle of it. And, by the way, for you teams out there that didn't try or were tanking, which I can't stand to begin with, or just were bad, you missed a golden opportunity because there's some teams that were left for dead now that are going to end up being in the playoffs. I
1: mean, the Blazers, the Pelicans, right, Mike? The King- yep. I, The Kings, to me, seem like a little bit more of a long shot. Even the Spurs, though, make this 22-team field. It might be the first time since 1997 that Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs missed the playoffs. They've made it 22 straight years with five titles, of course, during their great uh, run with Duncan and everybody else. So you do have teams that uh, have a chance now. I think the the league has to love the idea that Zion Williamson could find his way uh, into the postseason. What if... They close the gap enough and then they do this play-in tournament. If they're within a couple of games of the Grizzlies when this eight-game regular season resumption ends, that's a dream come true, Mike. It's fun for gamblers. It's fun for the basketball fans. I think the league would love it. Can you imagine John Morant and Zion Williamson playing a couple of games to see who the eighth seed is out west? So I think you're right. I think this provides a lot of excitement. I think it gives an opportunity to a few teams that might have felt like they were left for dead as the season was winding down when the pandemic started. So I'm very excited about the the resumption.
2: Now, it makes sense that the Lakers and the Bucks are favorites. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they got the best player in basketball, maybe on Milwaukee, and they got LeBron, and they got Davis. But look for the teams, like a D'Antonio-type team, a Houston-type of situation, where you're Guard heavy, but you're not worn down because yeah. you've been rested, and right. now you can run. And it's a short season, and then you go right into the playoffs. I also like Boston. I like Boston because I looked at the odds. Houston's only twelve to one, from what I'm looking at, yep. and Boston's twenty to one. I think those are both good buys outside of the obvious Bucks and
1: Lakers. I think that's an interesting point on the Rockets because. Right. You don't have as you know, like the thing that always was uh, seemed like it was going to sink them was that they're they're so reliant or had been so reliant on James Harden and his. There's a there's a metric that they track in basketball called the usage percentage, and there's a stat that'll t- and we talked about this maybe even last year that no player in NBA history that ever had to. Uh, you know, ever had a single season usage percentage like over 37, 38% ever won a title? A lot of Michaels' early years, that's what you saw 35, sure. 36, 37% before. Bob they,
2: McAdoo? Absolutely.
1: That's right. I mean, like, they when you're so overly reliant on one guy and that guy could be potentially just spent and on fumes by the end of the season, it normally doesn't bode well. So that's a very interesting point about well, look look at like the at Look yeah. at
2: Westbrook. I mean, Another look one. at how hard he plays. Nobody, in my opinion. Plays harder than him during the regular season. Now, who's in shape? Who's not in shape? You're not playing at certain spots at home. I mean, the dynamic of wagering changes. But, I mean, right now it's obvious. LeBron James is in an opportune time of his career. I mean, because he's been able to rest, you know he's working out, he's a superstar, and the Los Angeles Lakers, I mean, are we going to call what he wins? And we talked about this, a solid one-year championship, absolutely not, but it goes on his resume, and that's all you can go with.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still going to end up playing, you know, close to their full season. So, yeah, it's going to be it, – it look, a bit, we'll get into baseball later in the show. That'll look weird if somehow baseball plays a 50-game season and then you try to crown a champion. If like, they play. If they even play. And we'll get into that later yep. in the show here tonight. But that'll be – that's ridiculous on a lot of levels, and Mike yep. and I will discuss that. But yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy with the way the league is kind of formulated this, the way they're going to come back. One yeah. thing that Mike and I are real interested in, we've talked about it the last couple weeks, is what happens to uh, your home court advantage in the NBA. I mean, it's gone, and historically, in all the more North American uh, major sports leagues that's the one where you see uh, the highest home winning percentage both in the regular season and in the postseason, and there seems to be a real genuine advantage for the home team. That's going to go away without fans playing in a neutral site. Uh, you're, you know, see, Mike, there, there's even talk that they might – petition the league to bring their own hardwood so that the guys are more familiar with it or to give the higher seed uh, an extra foul like one player gets to have an extra foul a seventh foul before they fall out they're they're looking at all these ways to try to build in or or or, or sort of give back that home advantage to the higher seeds because they know that's how important it is
2: oh it's huge we talked about it uh the nba the fans are right on top of you if you are playing in a home court situation that's not going to happen now uh you have teams that aren't as good that may rise to the occasion remember it's only then five on five And the the three referees, because crowd size or crowd, uh, you know, boisterism doesn't matter here. And uh, it's going to be very, very tricky. Uh, I think I've said this, that I like a couple underdogs because of that situation. Uh, And I like the the teams. Look, there's going to be some guys coming back that are out of shape. Let's face it, that haven't worked out. I mean, and nobody's perfect. You'd like to think everybody busted their tail and worked out there in this thing. But they haven't. But you know what? The regular season will get them back into shape. That's what it's going to be. You know? I mean, seriously. Course, and for the right. teams that didn't make the playoffs, shame on you. I mean, my God. Our own Chicago Bulls, it's just an embarrassment. Yeah,
1: hopefully they start to turn their own issues Nine
2: months away, baby.
1: Yeah, I know. Do you think that uh, the play-in tournament idea could be something we see potentially going forward? Because, like you said, it's opening up the possibility now for more teams to be in it. Maybe you see less tanking. If you can be the ninth seed within a couple of games Mm -hmm. when the regular season ends... Uh, maybe the NBA puts this in permanently going forward, the idea of a quick play-in tournament. I think that does incentivize teams a little bit. Now, the problem is we know that historically, even if you're getting the 8th seed or the 7th seed or the 6th seed... yeah you're probably not going very far right, in the playoffs. Right, so I, that's right. like the fine line. How much are they actually incentivized to make the playoffs other than just the financial reward that they get from having a couple of extra home games potentially?
2: I think that whoever makes the playoffs has to look at it like we have new life. We have new life. I mean, we're going to play. We thought we were going to be sitting out. I think there's some people look at, look at like you said, New Orleans yeah. with Williamson. I mean it's a whole new ball game if you know if, if 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 the nba does this right i think people will be flocking back they're going to get a huge television audience yeah. especially if baseball is as stupid as they've always been so um i'm looking forward to it i, I can't believe i'm saying that but yeah. you know what i got so I, i'm jacked up about
1: it i am too i like the news uh i saw that caesars lowered the Nets odds from seven hundred and fifty to one to sixty to one yeah. because of the possibility of Durant and Kyrie Irving returning. Now that still might be a long shot. And how about that if that happens, Mike? I'm telling you, like I'm thinking about this last right? night. Is it worth fifty dollars? Yes. To just hope that they come back and win three grand. I mean, like it's crazy, but. It might be worth it just to see. Now, I don't know what kind of season Kevin Durant or a postseason Kevin Durant mm-hmm. could have after that terrible injury. He might not be right until right. next year. But, boy, it is kind of intriguing a little bit to think about Kyrie and Durant back in the Eastern Conference playoffs, isn't it? Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, but but I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I, I think that one of the two won't be back. I Irving, he might be back and get hurt anyway. Right. I mean, That's historically, in- yeah. <laughs> he's an injury waiting to happen. I, know. I Look, I know the kid's a fantastic player, but you can't depend on him. You really can't. I mean, he won his championship. I get all that, and I like him as a talent, he's but he's brittle.
1: He's been hurt a lot. I
2: yes. Know.
1: He really has been. Uh, the Bucks are plus 275. The Clippers plus 325. Uh, The Lakers are in there. You heard, Mike, with those couple of little long shots. Not long shots, but just it's interesting now what this does to the Rockets and all the rest maybe that James Harden is going to benefit from. Uh, What about a team like the Boston Celtics that can maybe get right in the playoffs with a lot of talent and a really good – Head coach. These are things to look at, things that we're going to continue to talk about as we go forward over the coming weeks, too, now that we know the NBA is coming back. When we come back, our buddy Luke Pergandy from PropSwap, I am your father. He will talk to us more about what's happening uh, at their great site and in their market with the NBA coming back. We're going to talk about the resumption of the PGA Tour next weekend down at Colonial in Fort Worth. We got Mm -hmm. another NASCAR race this weekend to talk about so a lot to do some wagering opportunities out there and Mikey. let's not forget our guy jimmy jimmy jim miller and there's ponies back up and running at hawthorne this weekend so jimmy will join us in about 20 minutes to give us some plays for the weekend don't go anywhere we're just getting started alongside mike north i'm carmen defalco and we're the odds couple presented by prop swap this is the odds couple
0: with carmen defalco and mike north on ESPN 1000 This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all new ESPN Chicago app
1: Back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, with you, you can every Friday seven to eight here on ESPN. Thousand. Download the podcast on the app, the ESPN Chicago app. We are presented by Prop Swap. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. And if you ever miss anything, like I said, you got that podcast. But you can also catch us when you're out and about Saturday mornings with the Encore Replay. From eight until nine, we bring in our buddy Luke Pergandy right now from Prop Swap. He joins us about this time Hello. each and every Friday. We love him. He's not our father, but we still love him to death. And uh, he, <laughs> oh. I know he's excited. I know the guys at Prop he's Swap jacked. are excited. This is their this is their business, and it's been such a successful one. And all of us that love sports, that love to gamble a little bit on sports, it's been a, a rough couple of months. But Luke, we're finally coming back, baby.
3: We're back. We're back. It's it's a great time to be alive. It
1: feels so good. Mike and I were talking about the resumption of the NBA season. We both like what they're doing here. I think the television ratings are going to be good. I like the idea of the, of having these extra teams so we could see more games, maybe even see a play-in series in the West uh, if a team like the Blazers or the Pels stays close within a couple of games of the Grizzlies. What is this doing for the marketplace uh, for you guys at PropSwap and you know, what are we looking at when it comes to uh, NBA odds and how we're gonna handicap the resumption of this season?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's been nothing but good. We've already seen a, a huge increase of tickets getting posted for sale. Um, so that's been great. Obviously, all the apps are now back in action and you know Pennsylvania and Jersey and Las Vegas, all the states that have mobile sports betting. Um, so that's been great. Um, you know, I think it's it's nothing. it's gonna be nothing but fun uh, for the month of, of July and August. Uh, And then, you know, you're talking about the NBA finals now getting played in October. Uh, We're literally going to have the options of NBA finals, Stanley Cup game and a Sunday night football game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you better buy some more TVs (laughs) because it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah,
2: Luke, and you know what? The Lakers and the Bucks, the overwhelming favorites. Uh, I think you'll see tickets coming your way from people that root for the 76ers, the Jazz, and the Mavericks. I've tried to state a case for the underdogs because there's less wear and tear on them. But the same goes true for the favorites, like the Bucks and the Lakers. So who do you give the advantage to? Is there going to be an underdog that comes out of nowhere? Or basically because of the shortened season and the AAU-type format we're looking at here uh, with, that, with home court or not meeting much, you look at the Lakers and Bucks.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean obviously those two are the powerhouses. I if someone told me I want to bet on the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm certainly not gonna deter them from doing that. Those those two teams look incredible and I think this break will do nothing but help LeBron um as he's you know, continues to age a little bit. Um, but like we talked about, I mean, I still like the Brooklyn Nets, even though their their odds went from seven hundred and fifty to one down to sixty to one. Amazing. Um, with this hiatus, now that it's it's seeming we do not have news that Durant is coming back, but it is possible that Durant comes back. I still like them at sixty to one. I think if Kyrie and and Durant are on the same court, um, that's that's worth throwing a couple bucks on. Um, and then yeah, coming out of the West. I mean the Lakers and the Clippers. I, I, I don't see anyone beating those two teams in a seven-game series. I think you might win a couple games against those two, uh, but uh, I don't see anyone coming out of the West besides the two Los Angeles teams.
1: What kind of tickets are being posted with all of this? Uh, speaking specifically, of the NBA at Prop Swap, Luke.
3: Yeah, we've got um, we got Blazers tickets, up, Pelicans, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, there's there's some interesting tickets up there now. It's it's been great to see. We uh, you know, for the month of May, it was it was pretty darn quiet. Just it was just an uncertain time, you know. So if you're a seller, it's kind of like, eh, do I want to unload this? I don't really know how the season's going to turn out. And if you're a buyer, kind of the same uncertainty creeps in. But now we have a very specific plan of what's going to happen, which uh, should do nothing but uh, fuel the the inventory on our website.
2: What are you hearing on baseball? Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's. Baseball is always the, uh, the interesting one, isn't it? They just, (laughs) they had such, such a window to be the dominant sport, to be the only sport getting played right now, getting played in the first half of July. I mean, just imagine the ratings and the betting that would be going on for regular season baseball. Um, and they just fumbled it. Um, so it's, it's just traditional baseball. They just can't agree on money. Um, I, I do not see, I, I literally think it's still a coin flip that this season resumes. I, in my heart of hearts, I believe we will get a season going. Um, but it's, it's about a coin flip from all the insiders that I've talked to.
1: Uh, before we let you go, Luke, next weekend, the PGA Tour is coming back. They're going to be playing at uh, the famed Colonial. They call it the Charles Schwab Challenge now. But at Colonial in Fort Worth, it's got an incredible field. Tiger's not playing, but I do believe all five uh, in the top five in the world golf rankings are in. You're going to have Rory and John Rahm and Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. I mean, it is a powerhouse field. Do you guys see a lot of action on golf? Is there some future stuff that's out there now that – the season's coming back, and, and hopefully, we'll get to these majors in a couple of months. What kind of action do you guys see on golf?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say starting early next week, you'll start to see a ton of tickets up there for sale. We have these bulk sellers in Pennsylvania and Vegas who just post tons of tickets on a weekend and just try to make a couple bucks, you know, take home 10, 20% return mm-hmm. on their money, and and they're happy. Um, so I'd say starting early next week you'll see a ton of, of Charles Schwab challenge tickets up for sale and you're right, the field is amazing. Obviously Sands Tiger. Um but outside of that, I mean golf is just built for props obviously. Catch a flyer on the Thursday morning, he's in the lead on Saturday afternoon and you sell your ticket. Yeah. Take home, you know, you bet thirty bucks, sell it for three hundred. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll have we we'll have a ton of of Schwab Challenge tickets up for sale early next week.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Make sure you check that out, guys. Like Luke said, I mean, because the kind of you know you've got a four day tournament here, and uh, you know follow those swings and see what's available for sure. PropSwap.com is the place to be. Luke, thanks as always. Have a great thanks, weekend. Luke. Talk to you next week, buddy.
3: Thanks, Carmen. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend.
1: All right, there he is, Luke Pergandy, our guy from PropSwap, our presenting sponsor. Yeah, I do love the fact that golf's coming back. That's they be
2: blew fun. it. Well, uh, they blew it. They the, could, They should have been playing a month ago. Did they
1: blow it as bad as baseball? <laughs> Probably not. Well, but yeah, but, but here's the
2: thing. They could have been the only game in town. I had been calling for them to play from day one of this virus. All you need is some officials, the caddies, the TV people, and the players. You take their temperature. You do what you got to do. But the early stars early on, Rory and them, uh, you know, wanted out. And that hurt. And that Swayed them, but my God, the, the for. Forget about baseball missing an opportunity. Golf could have been the center of the universe.
1: Baseball still, it stuns me that they oh, can't. Oh, they're like, ridiculous. What, what
2: are they doing? I, I could mean, care less if they play. Uh, they've lost their integrity with the Astros at 17, Boston at 18, and now, now they're what they've always been portrayed as, period. I mean, it's On crazy. both sides. It's crazy.
1: Yep. Uh, next weekend's field is really good. I actually have a little bit of a long shot play. Who do you got? Uh, I, I, Get,
2: I, give me the chills.
1: I, here's what I like. And I'll tell you why, Ricky. I li- I don't know. I like Brooks Koepka, and I'm going to tell you why. He's first of all, he's thirty to one.
2: He's a long shot too. He's thirty to one. Thirty I don't to know, one. know, Here's
1: here's What's what What's wrong thinking.
2: with him right now? He's just well, not. It's not a major.
1: It's and and now. But see, you're thinking like I'm thinking. So that's where he Uh-oh. does. That's you're where in trouble. That's where he does best. The majors next weekend. Golf's going to have a lot of eyes on it. It's going to be again. You do. We don't have baseball's fumbling it hockey and basketball are still a ways away. It's great that we're talking about the resumption, but we're weeks away from actually from actually seeing that golf is going to be played and eyes are going to be on this tournament next weekend. And he seems to rise up when the people are watching most when the stage is big. Uh, He finished second in this event a couple of years ago. He's had some time, hopefully to fully uh, heal that knee. That What's was Dustin bothering. Him? Johnson. DJ's a long shot. DJ's twenty five to one, Mike. I like
2: him better than Kepka, but they're but, both. Hey, long they're shots. long
1: shots. That's take it.
2: Who's the favorite, Rory?
1: Rory's the favorite at seven to one. John Rahm is second at twelve to one. Justin Thomas is sixteen to one and Bryson DeChambeau. You know who turned into a mop to
2: bucket? Who? Really? I mean, you you know, you gotta clean up at the end of the night. You get the mop bucket out. It's reliable. Was it, at one time all four wheels worked. The water was clean. You knew that you were gonna get a good job. But really it's Jordan Spieth. Yeah, what's happened? What is his odds?
1: You know, I didn't even they, I don't even have Jordan listed he's I only, forty to one. Forty to 40 one. Forty to one.
2: Thanks, what Mark. happened to that kid? Everybody talks about Duvall when he when he evaporated. Yeah, I don't, what I, happened to the mop bucket himself? He I, should get the he should get the sponsor. I don't, You know? <laughs> it's mop bucket.
1: Sponsored by Dow Chemical. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happened to to Jordan. We've I feel like we've asked that question. Nice guy. The last Seems couple like a good
2: kid. Was he successful too early? I don't know what happened to his game. Is he, he he's lost confidence clearly? And
1: he he got it going. I feel like a little bit in portions of last uh, season's eh. PGA Tour season. But I don't know. Merck is the real golf expert. I mean, Merck what knows. has happened to Jordan Spieth, Merck? Well, you know he's he's not like the other guys. He doesn't he, bomb doesn't, it. he doesn't bomb it. That's true. So if he's not accurate, yeah. he hasn't been. He hasn't. He used to dominate around the greens, and he has not been dominating around eh, the greens. His so. irons and his putting, right? right? But if right, he doesn't hit it 310, No, it's no, true. And you don't have to to win, but you know he's forty to one. Uh, Zach Johnson, who's won there before, is one hundred and fifty to one. How about that? Justin Rose, who's won there before, but was not playing well when the season got interrupted. Maybe the break has done Justin Rose some good, and he won there two years ago. Justin Rose is 50-1. to one. Jordan
2: so- Spieth is going to turn into John Daly and Duvall. That's what it's looking And you know what? Randy's right. I mean, I go off twice a week. I love hitting the ball. I like my short game, but I putt like garbage. Man, that's, and you know what? If you the can't killer. putt, and- or if you're in the rough on the fringe, yep. and you got slanted greens, and you've lost your confidence, it's brutal. I don't care who you are.
1: That's the killer. You're right, yep. Mike we got NASCAR this weekend we're going to talk about. We will continue yeah. to break down a baseball struggles here and what they're doing and why uh. they can't get it together. And we'll talk about the idea. Uh, I can't wait to hear Mike talk about this, the idea of a 50-game season. Yeah. We'll do some of that coming up next. And our guy Jim Miller in just a little Jimmy! bit. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along on this Friday night. We're the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple.
0: On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.
1: Hope everyone's having a great friday we are getting you set for the weekend it is the odds couple presented by prop swap here on espn 1000 alongside the legendary mike north i'm carmen DeFelco. we do it each and every friday night from seven to eight then you get the encore replay on saturday mornings before midway jeff Miller and freddie hubner will be on eight to nine with that Good replay. Show. oh a great show absolutely lots I mean, of great we local got the programming luxury.
2: we got the luxury we're on twice a week. But if you don't hear any of the shows, download them. Do what you got to do. Yes. Shows are great, especially on the weekends. But during the week, too, we know that hey, everybody's coming back. Everybody's rolling. Sports is back, ladies and gentlemen, here on ESPN 1000.
1: It feels good, right? Uh, oh. you know, we talked PGA. Let's talk a little NASCAR for a second here. Then I want to get Mike's thoughts on uh, baseball and a potential 50-game season. But, you know, last weekend, Mike and I took a – little bit of a flyer in the nascar race last sunday when
2: place and show on right and ryan
1: blaney that's right he was six, the
2: feisty irishman he was
1: 16 to 1 the feisty yeah. irishman and he led for a you know early on he was he led for a while then he had uh he wrecked himself basically just went yeah. into the wall so he was just out. like
2: every irishman at one in the <laughs> that's morning that's right Yeah, that's
1: what happened. that's right. right After a long day it right? after
2: a long day a few you know a few belts
1: so NASCAR is on the road at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. There's actually another race then again midweek next week on Wednesday. But we'll look at Atlanta this weekend where Kevin Harvick is your 3-1 to one favorite atop the standings right now. Chase Elliott, who's uh pappy one down there a lot. But Chase Elliott is still looking for his first win at Atlanta. He is 5-1. to one. Kyle Busch and Joey Logano are both 6-1. to one. Our guy Blaney, the Irishman, is fifteen to one. Brad Keselowski is eight and a half to one. He won on back to back Sundays. Now yeah. he kind of lucked into it last week when Chase Elliott and Joey Logano wrecked each other. Joey
2: Logano wrecking, yeah. what is going on? And, he,
1: and Chase Elliott in this upset. day and age. In this day and age, right? Yeah, can you believe it? Prejudice <laughs> against Joey Logano. <laughs> I mean, what is he doing, my God? I mean,
2: I'm, you know what? In honor of this, these times that we live in, these troubled times. I'm going to go Ethnicity. I'm going to go with Lagano. You're going to go Logano at 6 I'm going to go with Logano. Hopefully he can keep himself away from the other cars.
1: Uh, yeah, right, exactly. I'm so Come tempted on. to see if uh, Keselowski can make it uh, three consecutive Sundays at 8.5 to 1. That's uh, probably How about that? pretty, How about un- that? pretty unlikely, though. But, yeah, there's your NASCAR update for the weekend as they race at Atlanta. And, again, then they have another mid-race next week, which is a lot of fun. So keep your eyes on that, folks. Another wagering opportunity, if you like, next Wednesday. Uh, Baseball, we've we've taken our shots here, and rightfully so. I mean, I can't believe the – the whining from the owners right now, the players oh. don't want to give any more. Nope. They're thinking that maybe Manfred has some language in that deal they came up with where he can just unilaterally say, okay, fine, we're going to play a 50-game season. I mean, a 50-game season in baseball is crazy, Mike. After 50 games last year, the eventual World Series champions, the Washington Nationals, were 19-31. and 31. They were 10 games out of first. They were 19 19- and thirty one. I mean, a, absolutely. It, it, it's a fifty. If they play fifty games, all hell's going to break loose. Because who the hell knows how to handicap that?
2: Yeah, I mean, the Cubs, are, the Cubs. Everybody, you don't know who's going to handicap it, how it's going to be done. Look, I remember when Manfred became commissioner. You know who was against him becoming commissioner early on? Jerry Reinsdorf. Okay, I don't know if things have improved, but I think the game of baseball has been rudderless for the last two, three years with uh, some bad, bad decision making. And the worst that could happen now, I don't know. It seems to me baseball, the most traditional of all sports, having a shortened season like that isn't as attractive as the NBA season in my eyes. You know, we're going to sit through 50 games, right? To get to see who gets into the playoffs. Are we going to consider? It's always going to be a bastardized season. Well, All yeah, of them are. Yeah. But I'm accepting the NBA and maybe the NHL format more than baseball Absolutely.
1: Format. Now, they, they were also a little bit luckier. Their seasons were almost complete. I get there are some right. different challenges for baseball. But, yeah, I mean, this would be a 50-game season. No. How do you put that in the record books even? I mean, it'd right. be crazy. you know, somebody's going to hit 400, but be, you, you're going to need 155 Plate appearances. I will to, never to
2: acknowledge anybody that's hitting. Manny Trio would have hit 400 <laughs> uh, if they had a 50 game season. Manny would be hitting. I'll never forget Manny Trio. A hell of a ball player, second baseman for the Cubs back in back in the day when they wore the blue uniform with the with the pinstripes on the road. Yeah, and, and this guy would flick the ball. He'd always hit like 350 to 400 up until July. hit. <laughs> and then he wilted and he ended up hitting 249. So yeah, right. the the
1: records are going to be crazy. Oh my god, right? I mean, right. it's just there's so much variance involved when you shorten the season that much in baseball. It'd be pretty wild. And
2: baseball's built on records.
1: I, I it is. They're very protected, and yep. very cherished, I know. Um
2: But I, the Cubs are in. The White Sox. What's the situation? I mean, are 50
1: games. I mean, you, you I'll, I'll take their chances on just 50 games. I mean, are you kidding? I I, come on over over 82 or over 110 i mean it's it, it's much more uh, it's much less likely oh, excuse listen. me as, as the sample builds it's,
2: it's like carb. Uh, look i boxing especially the heavyweight division to go from 15 rounds to 12 rounds yeah. no the big rounds were 13 14 and 15 that's taking a, away 110 baseball games it will will help the younger teams because they won't know what it's like in a pennant race to go through August and September. As far as you know, after having so many games uh, that they were supposed to have played that they didn't have to.
1: I can't believe they have uh, flubbed this the way they have because oh, they really could. I
2: can Oh, my God. I mean, Look who's I, I running guess, the show. I guess Joe Tory and Rob Manfred.
1: I guess it looking at their history, you're right, Mike. Like, may, Why am I surprised? But they had a golden opportunity. You're too young for
2: this. Remember Captain Kangaroo? Uh,
1: vaguely, yes. Okay. Yeah. And
2: he had a sidekick, Mr. Green Jeans. Yeah. Those were my guys. That's, they's got, these, they had more sense than these two guys, <laughs> than Torrey and Manfred. And, and, and I blame the Players Association. It's both sides,
1: period. Uh, End of story. I hate this. My God. Yeah. Yankees and Dodgers your favorite right now uh 3 to 1 Astros 6 to 1 Cubs and White Sox you know Cubs are 22 to 1 right now for the World Series the White Sox 25 to 1 who knows how different that looks once we get word though on Right how long the season is going the to be. Changes. Vegas oh, absolutely they're going to have to start adjusting the odds just like Caesars drastically adjusted the odds and a lot of the sports books did on the Nets as we were talking about because now all of a sudden, oh you're playing till October maybe. Uh-huh. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving might come back. Oh okay. Let's cut the Nets odds from 750 to 1 down to 60 to 1. I mean, that's what it's that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to drastically adjust things. Um, because who the heck knows with just 50 games, that's such a, you know, baseball's always been that marathon. 50 games would obviously be the sprint. If you're looking at Penn and Odds right now, uh, the Cubs are about 11-1 to 1 in most places for the National League. The White Sox are 14
2: Empty to 1. stadiums.
1: Yeah, it's going to be weird, right, Mike? Empty yeah, or, or at least barely full stadiums. I,
2: I, look, I thought the official opening of America is when we came back a couple weeks ago. Yes, I mean, folks, you could get us, you know what? I mean, not only tonight, but tomorrow. And we're going to have numbers. We're going to become important. This is going to be money-making opportunities for people that were not be able to make money the last two months. That's all I'm going to tell
1: you. That's right. And we've been, uh, our slowly but surely, talking about the plays that we do. And we're in the like. batting
2: cage right now. We're, we're hitting off fields.
1: That's absolutely right. When we're done tonight, you get Black and Abdallah, so local yeah. programming continues. Don't go anywhere. Chris Black Adam Abdallah, take you... Uh, into uh, well into your Friday evening and get you set for the weekend. I was looking at uh, NFL MVP odds again recently. I always Can't like wait. looking to see where we can find some value, find some long shots and. Uh you're not gonna get much value on guys like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson right now, obviously. Mahomes three and a half to one. Jackson six to one. Russell like Wilson him. to me is a little interesting at eight to one. I mean, I you know, he was in the conversation uh, you know, through ten, twelve weeks or so last year. Jackson eventually pulled away, but Russell Wilson uh has been so great for them. I mean, uh part of me at eight to one kind of likes that. Deshaun Watson without his best target, who knows? He's fourteen to one. Brady's sixteen to one. What if Tampa goes twelve and four, and Tom Brady has a great season with those offensive weapons? I, I, I you know, I mean, it's I love Russell Wilson. I do love, too.
2: I've always loved Russell Wilson. I wanted the Bears to take Russell Wilson. It didn't happen, but that's beside the point. Lamar, look, look, Lamar Jackson at six to one. You put a you put a a C note down. You win six hundred. That's right. That's great. I mean, I like him. I know that though. At the end of the day, I'm looking at. Uh, Mahomes, I yeah, I no. really am, and I think Brady is a sucker
1: bet a, at sixteen to one. What about what about Dak at twenty to one? If they don't come to a long term deal and he still, I mean, he like is there a a scenario in which he goes out there and just plays great? And I think Dak's pretty good. I really do. I mean, He's like, pretty good. I, I would th- like if I'm Dallas, are you going
2: to invest 30 million in I that guy? Would,
1: I would pay the quarterback. You know who I wouldn't have paid? People don't like this. I wouldn't have paid the running back. Okay. And I would have paid the quarterback. But you
2: think that quarterback without the running back is going to get them. He's been a five. I mean, they were eight and eight last year, Carm. I mean, you you know know what? You got it. And at the end of the day, you can't excuse the quarterback by bringing up the running back. I mean, the quarterback has some weapons. And Dak Prescott, I I just don't believe
1: it. I up. wonder if he goes out though, if he doesn't sign the long-term deal, and he just has an unbelievable season. You know, and what he, happens if he doesn't? Well, then, then your hundred dollars is down the drain. You know, I but mean, at, 20, really? at twenty to one, like part of me thinks, oh. you know, like. Eh. Uh,
2: I'm slightly intrigued at 20-to-1. I I, I can't look at it as a salary thing. If you're going to bet him, the number is good. I mean, I just don't think he's a $30 million quarterback. Mm -hmm. See, to me, I've always said this, and I know people think I'm nuts because of the Detroit Lions, but Matthew Stafford on Dallas, to me, it's a more dangerous team. Really? You think so? Well, he's got players around him. He's got a big offensive line. He's got, he's got uh, a, a good running back. He's got one re- – they they got it. I'm not saying they're perfect, but Matthew Stafford's a hell of a quarterback. He man. is.
1: He is. Like Stafford, I don't know. I,
2: I don't know if Dak Prescott's on Detroit. Are they any better? Is Detroit any better?
1: It's a, it's a good question.
2: You know, I don't think so. And I'm not blaming – look, Dak's not alone. It's a team game, you know. But, man, it's a lot of
1: money. Sometimes I, I watch Matthew Stafford, and I've always kind of been a Stafford fan, but sometimes I watch him and I go – Eh, is he just a slightly better Jay Cutler? Like, yeah, much, he might be overrated by you know, like, eyes, maybe a little bit. I mean, like, how much better than? Jay, and none of us would ever say Jay was, uh, you know, a consistently yep. elite quarterback. And I'm like, I don't know. Stafford's I, he's just he's a. But they also me, they also haven't had the the kind of weapons that a lot of our his had.
2: his best receiver left like once s- five years ago.
1: Once he lost Calvin, and they've never really felt that. Up. Uh, five years ago, I think yeah. Calvin's been out five years. They've Come never, on. they've never built a running game. Really Give me
2: the around name them. players around them. Give me the linemen. I mean, it, it, they're garbage. Detroit's always been garbage. That's what they are. And, and I'm not going to excuse him either. He's got to make them better. But last year, before he got hurt, they were playing decent football. Yeah. It's a big year for them too. But I like. Hey, I love my Bears. I love – go on, take the under, folks. I love my Bears.
1: The Lions are still the longest uh, shot inside the division in the NFC North, too, at plus uh, 650, so 6.5 to 1 for the Lions to win the North. When we come back, our guy Jim Miller. Jim! Racing is back at Hawthorne. He's got some ponies for us. Mike and I still have some other stuff we're going to touch on before we get out of here. When we're done, remember, it's Black and Abdallah tonight. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along. It's the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap with Carmen and Mike here on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple
0: with Carmen DeValco and Mike Norris on ESPN One Thousand. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood in Lamont. Here's
3: Al. Hey,
0: Jay Hood, fourteenth uh, time caller, eighty fifth time listener. Yes, of course. And I got New Orleans in the cold in November in Chicago because of
3: bear's weather. Is that you going to tell oh, me next, okay. Al? Bear weather. Is that what you got? No, we don't have no bear weather. We're a weak team, but Jay Hood,
0: honestly, <laughs> I listen to you time, brother. I love you. Did you miss something? Can you keep us in, in the mix and get our minds off the other nonsense we deal with. We've got podcasts waiting for you on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights at 7 on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Entering the home stretch on this Friday night, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco were the odds couple presented by Prop Swap on ESPN One Thousand, and it's that time of the show where we get to say hi to Galvin Jens, our guy from Hawthorne. He is Jim Miller, Jimmy. He is the man. He is on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Make sure you follow him. And after months and months, it's finally back. Hawthorne resumes racing this weekend, Jimmy. That's got to feel great.
4: Oh, man, it feels so good, guys. It's been nearly three months since we've been on the racetrack for live racing. The horses have been training the whole time. We've been trying to get back the whole time, and uh, we hinted at it last week on the show that it it could be very soon, and you know what, guys, soon is now, so that's a good thing. Good to be back racing. That
1: is so good. How hectic has it been uh, just in this last week?
4: Oh, crazy, and and here's a perfect example of it. We're racing Saturday and Sunday this week, and typically for a card you have, say, 100 to 120 entries per card. For us guys, over the course of the two days this weekend, we had over 450 horses enter. So everybody's trying to race. They're trying to get in the entry box. They're trying to get onto the racetrack. And uh, that's a good sign for us here in Illinois. And, And it's a sign of things to come. I think we'll be very busy the rest of the summer.
2: Jimmy, I got to ask you, do you think that this was done the right way now that you look back? I thought that Golf fumbled the ball. I'm not going to say that horse racing has fumbled the ball, but in my eyes, I think there's some things that could have been done better
4: you know what the biggest thing i think was the timing and really it falls mike under everything that has to do with the guidelines and that's where it came because you're really you're dealing with the governor's office and his staff the illinois department of public health local departments of public health trying to fall within the phases and all the guidelines and that so there were so many moving parts and really in the end i mean i guess i have to say we're thankful for the fact that they they took up our industry and our guidelines because i'm sure everybody's throwing different different sets of rules at them so that is a good thing timeliness of course we would have loved to have been on the track earlier, but uh, at least there are guidelines we can work within, and and, and that's the most important thing.
1: Right as the state of Illinois opens up for legalized sports gambling, uh, too, earlier this year, all this hits, uh, and I know there were big plans for things um, uh, at Hawthorne with the book and everything else like that, can you update right. us on that? Or I mean, is like is that like sure. back burner for you guys right now, Jimmy? Or where no, are
4: no, we no, not that? by any means. Okay. We we got people pushing and, and working on that each and every day. We okay. have filed our application for sports betting, and we should be able to get licensed for sports betting because it falls under having an organizational license for horse racing. Uh, the next gaming board meeting actually comes up next week, so we're very hopeful that we could get issued that license right then. Um, we do already have a partner on the sports betting end of things, so we're definitely looking. Forward to it. We're excited about it. We think we can move very quickly. And I guess, guys, the one benefit is there's not a whole lot of pro sports right now. Mm -hmm. So we can't focus on horse racing on that end for the wagering, but know that that the return of pro sports is right around the corner. Yeah, beautiful. And so, what, in just two weeks, we're going to have the Belmont? Is that right? Yeah, Belmont's coming up first. And it's weird because it's a little bit shorter distance, nine furlongs for the Belmont this year. But it's going to be a weird extended triple crown because you get the Belmont in two weeks. Then you wait till the first week of September for the Derby and then you go another month later for the Preakness. So you you could legitimately see an easier Triple Crown this year and a Triple Crown winner only because of the spacing for the time between races, but yeah, Belmont's mm-hmm. going to kick off the whole Triple Crown scene.
1: Are they doing the Belmont uh, a shorter distance because normally it's the longest one and the horses aren't ready right. for that? Is that why?
4: Yeah. Right. Normally it's the longest one and it's the most trying when you're trying to complete that triple crown. They wanted to make it as tough as possible so that mile and a half distance is something that really horses don't conventionally run anymore, and especially three-year-old horses. So that was really what it was, was making it the trying test. But now that it's the first leg, horses have been off and not able to race as much because there were so many tracks that weren't open. So that's the reason they did shorten it up. Make it a little bit more appealing to these three-year-olds kind of kicking off their season a little bit later and then still have that opportunity to try to get to the other two. Legs yeah, well, that's,
2: that's a ways away. Let's talk about what you got this week. That's right.
4: What do we got this week? Yes, weekend? let's talk about it, guys. Three races right here at Hawthorne. All these three races taking place on Saturday at Hawthorne. Race four, the five-horse Ricky Bobby. Shake and bake. you got to love the horse's name. Five to one in the morning line. Ricky Bobby's been good here at Hawthorne, so we'll look to that one in race four. Race 5, go to the 7, my uptown girl. This was a horse that won three times in February before we closed down. 9-2 to in the morning line, that's a horse that should be tough as well. And then race 9, the 9, Fancy Creek Jolene, 8-1, to going to settle back, should come rolling late. All good prices, you can bet them all across the board, guys. All
1: right, so race 4 tomorrow at Hawthorne, the 5 horse, Ricky Bobby, love that. Race 5, the 7 horse, race 9, the 9 horse. That's right, buddy. All right, Jimmy. Talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks. All right, take care, Jimmy. There he is, Jim Miller at Hawthorne. Jim, how <laughs> about racing is back yep. at Hawthorne? So there is a three pack for tomorrow at Hawthorne, uh, and can't wait to actually get back out there and see some of the racing and see the new sports book and all that. I
2: don't, I don't understand. I understand the mile and a half deal, and they shortened it. Well then again I don't. There's well, another I, thing where it's a bastardized situation. Yeah. If they win the Triple Crown, if a horse wins the Triple Crown, there's no way you could say it's legit like Secretariat did
1: it, you know? Well, I mean yeah, when you have the when you have the shorter distance That's uh,
2: what I, kills I, it's, you it's is the long diff- distance. I know.
1: It's all going to be different this year, but I, I I do understand the 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 point of that they're just the horses don't run that often uh, that that distance that often anyway and to have them start that way could be very detrimental, I suppose. So I, well, I don't know.
2: know. San Anita—they'd like to spend more time yeah. out of the stall than Pro- in the stall. Probably. That's just my opinion. It sounds like
1: it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I heard you're thinking about uh, starting uh, a cream soda review. Each
2: I'm going to start doing a different thing, not just cream soda. Oh, I you're going to mix it up. I'm going to mix it up because I see what you do with the bourbon. You do a <laughs> tremendous job. You know, you got the what the four roses. Oh. You got all sorts of great. Uh, you got the bourbon industry back, and you did Fred all of a sudden. Fred Hubner comes in with the beer tasting. I've decided nobody's really representing the soda pop industry. So I'm thinking of doing a video this week. I'm gonna start off with Diet Cream Soda. <laughs> And I got a special brand that I'm going to be bringing out. But it's going to be different each week.
1: You could it's do not... like cream soda, orange soda, grape. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of variety there, Mike, you know. All right,
2: you stick to your bird All right, I'll I'm take sorry. care of the poppet. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here. You know I got my, I want to plant my flag out here. You know what I got planned here. Oh, my God. So that's... you know what I'm saying. But all I'm telling you is, Carm, you've inspired me. And you know what, Fred's inspired me. And you know what? I'm I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I I am not going to copy. I'm going to do a different product. Copying would be doing another bourbon. Right. That would be no, low handed. Yeah, you're you just going to have
1: some fun with it. That's right. A, yeah. I'm
2: just going to do some stuff with the pop, and uh, you know, I you never it. know when a Mountain Dew may show up. Oh, you yes. don't know when a A and W root beer may show up. I mean, there's, it's going to be different.
1: I will be looking forward to that. Are, oh, I do, bet you will. Do you get into the MMA stuff at all, Mikey? Have you? Yeah. Been, yeah, you I, like that.
2: I like it because you could turn it on and see somebody it's like the fights I used to get into. They weren't exactly long. They were like three minutes. Most of the time, I was looking up at the lights. But that's not the point. The bottom line is it is like a street fight. I believe they should get dressed up. I believe they should pretend like they're leaving the clubs. They should be dressed like like it's 2 in the morning. I think it makes the fight more interesting. Instead, they look like boxers or wrestlers. It's still good, though. And it's quick, painless, like my fights
1: were. It's not like those uh, fifteen, uh, you know, round heavyweight ty- uh, fights that you were talking about.
2: Oh, earlier. well, see, that's the championship rounds. Yeah. See, if there were only twelve rounds back in the day, folks, Joe Lewis, one of the greats, if not the greatest heavyweight of all time, would have lost to a middle a light heavyweight named Billy Kahn, hmm. who Billy Kahn decided to punch it out with him in the thirteenth round. If there were only 12 rounds, Khan wins the fight. It's an upset, one of the big upsets, like a Buster Douglas-type thing over Mike Tyson. But instead, they had what they call the championship rounds, and it's hurt boxing. I'm sorry. That's where you separated the men from the boys, the Fraziers, the Foremans, the Ali's from the other guys.
1: Hmm, Interesting. I was watching... uh... For the first time in a long time, uh, the, I just happened to catch it. It's been on HBO, I guess, lately. The Fighter about Irish Mickey Ward.
2: Oh, I love that movie. Well, I
1: mean, was that a great movie? What? And then people were saying, "Oh, you got to watch some of the highlights of those fights." But you know, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, right? Like, he, he and Arturo Gotti, I mean, the 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 punishment. They were the best. Oh my god. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, outside of Frazier Ali because that meant more and that was more that was heavyweights. Right. And these guys really didn't like each other. Those guys didn't like each other. Uh these two guys were really not perennial champions. They were milk pale guys. You had the Italian, the Irish, you had that whole dynamic working. And, and 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 they came to fight. They didn't came to just dance around. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. All right, Mikey. Anything else for the
2: weekend? Well, no, I just want to make it through the weekend. I'm getting uh, anxious for uh, some wager in. I'm looking at uh, some of the uh, uh, the odds. The NFL starting to interest me. Yep. I'm anxious for golf and all that, Carm.
1: All right, sounds good. We'll talk to you next week, Mike. Love y'all. Always a pleasure. Randy Merkin, thank you. Mike Thomas, Sean Davis, we appreciate everybody's hard work. Those are our guys. We will see you again next Friday night. Don't forget, you'll get the Encore replay tomorrow morning from 8 to 9 before Fred Hubner and Jeff Meller. Coming up next, it's Chris Bleck and Adam Abdallah. The boys will keep you company, taking you into your Friday evening. Have a safe weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple
0: on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.